I'm delighted to welcome this morning Anna Fellman, who is a life coach living in China. So welcome, Anna. Lovely to speak with you. And how wonderful that we can have this conversation. I'm in Portugal, you're, you're in China, and uh, we're different nationalities as well. So fabulous. Jo thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Marvellous. So where are you from originally, Anna? I grew up in Germany, but before I came to China, I lived in England, in, in the south of England, in Chichester. Right, a lovely um, part of the world. Yeah, very nice. So yeah. um, you're currently a life coach and you have done various things before becoming a life coach. So just run us through what they were and how you what the, how that led you to become a life coach. I started, so usually people have this, they know what they want to be, become when they are grown-ups and uh, know their life path or at least their career path. And I didn't have that. So for me, it was like, I try this. Oh, I don't like it. Let's try something else. And um, when I moved to England, I before I moved to England, I was a website designer. And I liked it. I liked the technical part of it, but I wasn't very creative on the spot. So it was sometimes challenging. And coming then to England, it was like, okay, I need something different because I don't want to do that it stresses me out and a job became available as a team assistant in a corporation and I said I'm, I'm doing it yeah of course let me try it so I started there and a year later the personal assistant to the director position became available and I thought let's apply for that and I got it I was very happy and I had an amazing manager and because it was for manufacturing, I had no idea about manufacturing. And I asked him if I could go into the different departments to get to know the guys, but also get to see what they are actually doing when they're talking about we're doing paint and, and whatever. And he said, yes, do that. So I did my little internships in there. And uh, during this time, I've noticed that the rest areas were quite dull not very inviting. And I asked him if I could just color them up to, so the guys have a greater experience during the lunch break to have something nice to look at. And he said, so why don't you ask the apprentices and do a project with them? I thought, well, that sounds great. So I did that and I started to work with the apprentices. And during that time, during that project, I discovered that I love to share my knowledge, that I love to be there to help to guide and to explore <clears throat> pardon me to explore their ideas and and what's going on in their brains and that was the start for me to say oh I think I know where I want to go and that for me meant something either psychology or learning and development and uh, the closest part to me in Chichester was uh, the college which offered learning and development courses after work so I started with level three, level five, and then did to my master's. And uh, it was just, yeah, it was my, my calling. And I tried to get a job, but I didn't. So I left the corporation and eventually found a job at the Chichester College again mm -hmm. as an apprentice coach. And uh, when I did that, even though I sometimes had eight coaching sessions a day, 
I was physically exhausted, but mentally I was so happy. I was in the clouds with my head because it made me so happy, it fulfilled me that much. And so I pursued that and uh, got my certification so that I, for me, it felt like I want to know if I do it correctly. I want to give mm -hmm. the people that I coach the best possible experience. And then we moved to China. And here in China, um, I didn't find a job as a coach. So I started out to be an English teacher. And when I had the opportunity to set up my own company, I said, I'm doing this. I'm going back to coaching. I, setting, I set up a company as coach and as a consultant. And that's what I did last year. So since last year, I'm a company owner and I'm a life coach. I can live my career passion. Wonderful. And that is so, so important, isn't it? So many people go through their life not knowing what they want, but also going, going around with blinkers. They don't, they don't open themselves to possibilities and learning. And when we step outside our comfort zone, we don't have to you know, do massive, huge leaps outside the comfort zone. But if we just stretch ourselves a little bit, little bit, little bit, like when you were shadowing back in the manufacturing company, that's um, when I've been in corporate, I've always encouraged that um, people shadowing and role swapping and so on because if you know what somebody does and you know what somebody does before the thing gets to you and after the thing leaves you then you can yeah. join the dots and so many people spend their whole life never never even seeing the dots never mind joining them do they yeah yeah that's true <clears throat> and even if it takes for me it took me 10 years to to get to where I am now from that project to now I have my company and I can finally do that and uh, I think some people don't um, want to spend that much time to get where they want, even if they then know where they want to be. Yeah, and, and that's because we live in a world of instant gratification and we're not taught um, to, to um, save money or, or go to college and learn. You know, everything is instant press of a button with all the media and Internet and everything else. And if we, if something debt takes, you know, a few seconds to download, we're frustrated, we're hitting the button. Where is it? Where is it? So we've got acclimatized, we've got conditioned to living in such a fast paced world, which isn't for everybody, is it? No, no. But if, if you want to have a lesson, come to China, because <clears throat> here's the internet, something very slow. <laughs> is it? Okay. I remember when I first, um, I was chief operating officer and, and with over 200 staff, and it was at the beginning of the internet. I'm going back now, 1997, 98. I didn't know what a hyperlink was. I didn't understand the internet. And, and I'd, I'd come in, in in the morning, switch the machine on, you know, the computer on, make a drink, chat to people, go back to my desk, and it still wasn't switched on. And that was just the computer, never mind anything else. So we've come an awful long way in, in, in just over 20 years. It's, it's remarkable. But persistence is something that I'm hearing through your uh challenges and excitement to get to where you are now so well done and again that's something that a lot of people can't be bothered with they're not persistent and they're not consistent either so yeah. when you talk about life coaching you literally come to life it's obviously your passion and it's so lovely to see that because so many people do, are doing things because they think they should be rather than things that are kind of born within them but clearly you're on the on the right path so that's wonderful to see so what type of people come to see you and what type of people do you enjoy working with 
Well, the main thing is that they are open for change and that they are willing to, first of all, be open to talk about what's going on in their minds and also be open to, like I said, do the changes, change the habits and try new things. Because if you don't, if you want to stuck or if you, if you, it's, you struggle to try new things to say, okay, I try it. Let's see where it gets me, even if it doesn't get you where you want to be, but let's try it. Maybe we can adapt. And if you're not willing to do that, then coaching is, it's very hard for the coach to coach you. And it's a nightmare for the client to be coached then. Mm, absolutely so, yeah. yeah there's a saying yeah. isn't there when the student is ready the teacher appears and often the teacher might be there but the student's not ready and vice versa um so timing is 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 uh, um, a good thing to look out for as well so yeah. so what kind of um methods do you use because I speak to so many different coaches and therapists and everybody's got different ways as I've got different ways of doing things so how how do you how do you start when somebody comes to see you? Where, where, where does it all begin? It all begins with your inner critique. So that little voice in your head, or I like to call it the little bitch in your mm -hmm. head that talks to you and uh, holds you back. Or even when it pushes you, it pushes you in a negative way. So we want to quieten that inner critique because when we quieten it, we can focus on the positives, on the task at hand and move forward. But if it's still there, if it still talks to you and still tells you that you're not good enough or you should do more, whatever negative influence it has on you, it's very hard to move forward and get to where you want to go. And that's where a coach comes in helpful because when you're trying to do this on your own, you've only got yourself and the conversation in your head and you just end up going round and round in circles, not moving forward. So how can people... Uh, apart from obviously coming to see you, which we will give, we'll give your contact details at the end. Um, how can people make the first steps to help themselves in this? Because this inner conversation that's going on and on and on, how, how do they break out of that? Well, I have a couple of free documents, uh, videos, etc., that are available for free, like I said, so that you can get to meet your inner critique and learn how to quieten it. And that's for me, would be the first step. So is that something that people should look at before they come to see you? Um, they can. On the other hand, I do that in my first session. So when we right. start working together in the first session, that's what we're going to do. The first session is just to meet that inner critique. Okay. So this, this person that's inside your head, the monkey mind, the chatter that goes on and on. So... Um, Assuming people get through that in the critique and they, they, I suppose it's about catching yourself. So when you know that the inner critique is having a moan at you and trying to hold you back, you, you, you catch yourself somehow um, and reframe the, the, the conversation, I'm guessing, to more positive. Um, not really. So because you don't want to engage with your inner critique because every engagement... Ah. Uh, is uh, can lead to um, a justification from your side. Ah, okay, yeah, good point. Yeah, because when, for example, you have a meeting and uh, you're the presenter and you're very nervous and your inner critic tells you, are you ready for this? And then you start and say, I, I'm ready, I'm prepared. So you justify yourself instead of just saying, hold on, I got this. I, have, I acknowledge your presence and that you look after me because the inner critic, that's what's, 
it's there for. It actually just wants to protect us from emotional harm. So we acknowledge it's care, but I got this. And so you stay with your positivity, with the confidence in yourself. You don't need to justify why you are confident or why you are good in this because you just are. Yeah. And that's what we, we um, first we break down all the negativity. And then when we get to the nitty gritty, when, when that's all gone and, and we're back to the basics, we build up the positivity, the, the self-belief, the self-care, self-compassion. So that you don't need to justify yourself to anyone, not to yourself and to others. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So it's acknowledgement rather than justification. Yes. Yeah. So acknowledgement, awareness, and action. So um, we can't take action unless we've acknowledged and um, are aware of what the thing is that's holding us back. I'm actually going through this process myself at the moment. Um, because I'm at the stage where I'm in my mid 60s I've had all this wonderful business experience and life experience and so on and so forth but most of my life I've been a volunteer um, I've not had to work for, for money as such um, I've been in a you know, very very nice position on and off um, but I'm now in a situation where I do need to pay the bills it's just me and I've got this money mindset thing that's holding me back so I'm working through that at the moment so I identify exactly with your um the, the 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 chatter you know the the inner critique this little bitch as you as you uh describe uh the chatter so yeah i, I certainly identify with that so is there a kind of a, a pattern um a type of person that comes to see you or a type of um limiting belief that people consult you with it's mainly that they don't believe they are worth having more right that they are having the achievement that they actually have that they deserve it or that they could do better it's the self-doubt or the fear in general for even more or that they enough yeah that's yeah we are enough aren't we we are enough in whatever whatever situation we're in we are in enough but in order yeah. to grow we need to then be open-minded and to step forward and with the help of a coach we're able to do that what what's the difference in your mind between a coach and a mentor why do you describe yourself as a coach rather than a mentor because you've experienced all kinds of wonderful things that um mentoring lends itself to i'd like to differentiate because when i'm a mentor then i, I just share my knowledge I, I give advice i say this is what i would do or this is what you need to consider but as a coach you don't do that you ask the questions you lead the client to find it's his or her own answer to the question without my influence without me sharing this is my story so how can you use it it's like this is your story how can you use your story to get where you want yeah. and uh, if i share <clears throat> any insight of my own experiences i would ask if it's okay because not everyone wants to hear my story and it's also the time it's the client's time and I don't want to talk about me yes when yes. I want to help you isn't it yeah so yeah. that's a good that's a good description I class myself as a mentor because I'm so old and um I I, I, have, I am a trained coach but I don't follow processes and systems and, and my my field of mentoring these days is in health so I've kind of gone all around the houses and back again and up and down and backwards and forwards and so on um, but yeah, that's a good good description between the coaching is more of a process, whereas the mentoring is more of life experience sharing. 
Cool. So, um, so what's the starting point then for for somebody who is listening to this conversation and they're recognizing that they have a limiting beliefs, they have self doubt, they don't think they're worth it, they're justifying everything they do. What, what's the first, what's the starting point for them? Get in touch. Just get in touch with me and uh, book a call. And during that call, it's get to know each other because it's really important to have a report and to have a feeling uh, like love at first sight for yes, each other. Yes, yeah, chemistry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if that's there and they're willing to invest time and money, then we move forward. But uh, yeah, even if you're not sure about it, if you listen to this and you say, I don't know, just get in touch and let's have a chat. It's non-obligatory, non it doesn't cost anything apart from a couple of minutes of your time. Okay, and how do people do that, Anna? They can do that through my website or they send me a message on Anna at AnnaFellman.com or they find me on LinkedIn, Facebook or Instagram and I think you provide all the links. We will do, yes. Yeah, for those people who are listening on audio, could you spell your, your website, please? Yes, so Anna, A-N-N-A-T-H-E-L-L-M-A-N-N.com lovely anathelman.com fabulous and uh, before we close how how come you went from chichester to china it's a, not not the leap that um, people would expect how, how did that happen it's happened for love ah <laughs> ah yes so my partner he got a job offer here in china and i wanted to be with him it was it wasn't a, a thing of oh i need to go it was really my decision to say i know that I give everything up here, but I want to be with him. I'm, I'm willing to do that, to be with him, whatever oh. comes. Oh, how lovely. We like a happy ending. That's that's beautiful. That's yeah. really nice. And of course, with what you do, you can you can be you know on the moon and, and still be in touch with people with the technology these days. Yeah, that's true. That's very fortunate. <laughs> right, wonderful. So Anna, from Anna, Thelman.com. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me.